that back. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Episode 22. Oh, boy. The Anchor Me Farm podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Kara. And we are on Anchor Me Farm. And exhausted, as usual. And doing a podcast. But even more so. So today was Open Farm Day. Kara, please explain generally what that is. I guess, I think under what I know, every state has their own day, but Maine is on the last Sunday in whatever month this is. What month is it? July. July. All right. Or second to last. Whatever. It's always the third week in July, I guess. But... So it's when all farms that want to participate, you don't have to, but you participate and you open your farm to visitors for a certain time period on that Sunday and you have people come and check out your farm and see what you're about and all that stuff. So people will actually take the day and drive from farm to farm to farm and just check out the animals and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have, we have seven acres, but we don't have all of it cleared. And we're in progress for a lot of stuff. So uh, to prepare, I was concerned that kids were going to run up on the rocks behind our house near the retaining wall. And there's a lot of trip hazards. There's roots sticking up from bushes that have been cut out. So I went around trimming those with chainsaw and some pruners. And I put up, uh, we have some small T-posts from a dog fence that we used years ago. And I drove those T-posts into the ground out back and used some of that orange construction temporary fence. It was so pretty. Yep, it looked great. Um, (laughs) But it was a way to keep kids from running up the hill and climbing on stuff that could get them killed. Uh, And and I don't even have kids, and I'm watching these children walk around the rocks and stuff, and I'm, like, leaning forward to catch them. And the parents are like, eh, they're all right. Whatever. Which maybe they are. (laughs) I'm not the the parent. I don't know better than – but anyway. So I put this orange temporary fence up to keep kids from running around where they shouldn't, and it had the unfortunate side effect of – changing the environment that the ducks enjoy. There was a lot of issues with this fence. First, it was so ugly. Second, the ducks were mad and didn't know what to do with it. Ducks do not like when their environment changes. At all. Not one thing. You change one little thing, you move one little thing, their whole day explodes. And it takes them days. Like One time I was trimming this giant spruce tree... So I could do a fence, and I put a big pile of branches in front of it, and they had to walk around the branches, and they were like, what is this? This is different. Different is bad. They would have adjusted to that orange fence after, like, I don't know, four or five days, maybe. But it seemed especially egregious. They did not like it. I I filled up their pools this morning. And and they were still clean by this afternoon. They did not swim in the pools. They They stayed away from that thing. (laughs) After the event was over, I took that whole thing down, and as soon as that orange monstrosity was gone, all the ducks started coming in swimming. And the saddest part of that, Aaron, or 
one of our sheep got our foot stuck in it last night, so Ugh, what a pain. Obviously. Yeah, there were there were two different kinds of temporary fence on the same shelf right next to each other. I thought they were the same. One of them had a pretty good grid and the other one was really thin, like a, like a large spaces in it, barely anything to it, very easy to get tangled up in. It, it, I threw it out at the end. Mm. Let's go through all the preparations. The fence was part of it. Fence. Yesterday you also prepped for a bunch of food. Yesterday? Yeah. Because this morning you were going to put out all this food. So well, I didn't... Did uh, you do all of it this morning? Well, yeah, because I couldn't figure out... I did some prep yesterday, but... I also had to bake for wholesale accounts, so I was pretty tired. But I also prepped for Monday's wholesale. And then this morning, which is usually my day off of baking, I got up early and prepped the rest for Monday and baked off some goodies for the farm shop for people. Because last year we actually had a really good turnout being our first year and not knowing what the freak was going on. We had a lot of people last time. This time, I, I think the not weather, so and the rain, and then the heat just kind of broke everybody's mood. Not a lot of people came out. Yeah, this summer has been trash. Weather-wise and doing activities, people don't want to come visit because if it's ever a nice day, they'd rather go to the beach or... Enjoy it at, at their house or something. <laughs> yeah. People don't have the idle days that they did last year. So. It's, it's been, it's just it's been, been too rainy. And then, so you need like a theme where you need some gimmick or something to attract people in. So this year I decided to do Duckapalooza because we have a lot of ducks and we had a lot born recently, so that was the theme. Of, they were all like duck themed games, which no one really played because, to be honest, they like watching the ducks, but it's really all about the goats. Yeah. <clears throat> and Jessica was our yoga instructor, was super kind and awesome to come and do yoga demonstrations so people could learn what that's about so and she you. actually she actually picked up lucan he's our smallest he's like four months old and he's tiny <laughs> and she picks him up and puts him on people's backs so they can mm -hmm. take pictures and he's cool with it he's, he loves it <laughs> he loves the attention he was walking up to everybody today trying to get his ears scratched when i went out there a little while ago he was passed out he was just <laughs> he had a full day, that little boy. <laughs> and of course, Kinzale was was the king of cool. He's, oh yeah, he's our other. That he's the one that the kids remember because he's all white and he's got long fur. So. And he's he's kind of large, but he's totally chill. He's, he's the, the most most, yeah. most relaxed goat <laughs> on the property. He is. So it when was we nice. get younger goats in, they tend to hang out with Kinzel because he projects safety and he projects calm. Except Lucan. Lucan hasn't really fit in. He might need to be a house goat. He's not going to be a house goat. <laughs> not going <laughs> to clean all that up all the time. 
So it was so yeah. That, so I had games and stuff, and, but not a lot of turnout, sadly. People did enjoy the food, though. Kara came up with an idea for an item uh, for the bakery. It, she had me buy when I was out on errands. She had me buy uh, some vegan ice cream. Not just any vegan ice cream, because <clears throat> if you've ever had some of it, even the frozen yogurt that's vegan is really gross. A lot of it's just not good. So, but Oatly, who I use their oat milk for baking because it doesn't have a weird aftertaste, like almond milk or some of the others, has an ice cream now. So, I've tried the strawberry, it's really good. And I was hoping to get vanilla, which he found, so... There were exactly two Oatly <laughs> vanilla, and they were far back. I had to have... Luckily, my arms are long enough to get them. Mm -hmm. But she she basically... She's like, hey, I could take vegan chocolate chip cookies and make vegan ice cream sandwiches. And mm -hmm. I said, okay. She said, no, think about it. <laughs> Where's a vegan going to get an ice cream sandwich? I'm like, oh... Yeah, yeah. Where is a vegan going to get an ice cream sandwich? <laughs> and don't get me wrong, they probably have them, but it's kind of like gluten-free stuff. When when people have nowhere else to go, the spectrum of what they eat is so narrow that we've had people say, "Oh, this kind of gluten-free food is great. I love it." And and Kara and I are like, "That stuff is terrible." Yeah. But we we live with her food, which is really good. So our standards are higher. And I, a lot of times people might say, oh, this vegan cheese is really great or this vegan ice cream is really great, and it's not. But cheese is, no, nowhere close. I've tried all of them. It's just, they're bland, and... It's not there yet. The texture is just weird. It's a, it's a catch-22 because I want to support the vegan cheese people so that they can continue to learn how to make better vegan cheese, but I don't want to eat the current, like, except for the stuff Kara makes. I make a nice, I call it uncreamed cheese, and I thought of the name before it was in the stores. They copied me, I should have copyrighted it. So it's a... It's a pretty obvious kind of well, name, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's the kind of name that multiple people are going to come up with it. Well, it's like my uncrabby cakes, though. That tr that's true, too. Those were really good. Those are really good. Now I want some. <clears throat> well, maybe we'll, maybe you can make some. I don't know. But the so, point is, anyway, so the I point is, the, it's she's got a reputation of having really good stuff. Yeah. So if if people find out you've got ice cream sandwiches now, I think it should be a regular weekend thing if you can find the ice cream. I can try. Yeah, might as well. Because we get vegan They're customers. Delicious. <laughs> a lot of her bread is vegan. Like and bagels. Bagels. Because we just keep getting, people keep coming to us asking for vegan stuff. And then Kara found out that she could make certain breads. Well, some of them are just vegan anyway. It just happens to did be. That, did that happen because you were trying or did it just shake out that way? It just shook out that way. Like the bagels were always vegan. So you didn't have to make an adjustment at all? No. I did have to adjust the milks though because <laughs> I've used... Tried different milks, the almond milk, as I mentioned. I've tried rice milk. I've tried the weird pea protein, whatever. They've all had like a weird aftertaste or some 
it was just some weirdness going on there. But then oat milk became popular, but not all oat milk is created equally, and some of it's not certified gluten-free. So I had to find one that was. Luckily, Oatly is. It's expensive, and it's hard to find a lot of the time, but it has a great texture, and it doesn't taste weird, so that's, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, so when I'm, I'm in the store, I'm always, we're always looking for Oatly milk. And... You know, when I do the grocery pickup, the most stuff that's in our, I don't know what they call it. Cart. cart, cart shopping cart. Well, it's not an actual cart. It's whoever's shopping for us since we don't do that anymore. It, you're but, ordering online, so you can yeah. still call it a shopping cart. Okay. So it's the Oatly milk and peas. Oh, and Cabot cheese, which they were out of this week for some reason. This yeah, year. there's some supply chain problem with the Cabot cheese. Seriously, Sharp. That's like our go-to number one favorite for the whole family. We had to <laughs> we had to look around and keep checking, and I finally got extra sharp. Yeah, it's but just, it's not. It's I mean, not the same. it's not the same. I mean, seriously. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? So the, the day went okay. We we have. It's a it's always a long day for us. Like we wake up and we get breakfast at a ridiculously early time because the dogs have been creeping me earlier and earlier. Now it's Scotland, brand new puppy that's in my face at 3.30 in the morning. So I just, four is the time I normally get up and I'm not going to get back to sleep. So I just come down. And then once you do that once, the dogs are like, ooh, precedent, we can push this earlier. And it's kind of like we've got a puppy who doesn't have a lot of discipline and we've got a 17 year old pug who has the discipline but not the ability once Dublin sits up, I am up and I am moving that old man out the front door before he pops. Because <laughs> he's kind Yeah, he can't, he doesn't have as much control <clears throat> as he used to. We've actually seen, we've had the door open and we've seen Dublin marching towards the front door to go outside and he starts letting it go. And it's like, all right, he, that was not on purpose. He's doing the best he can. Yeah. He's just elderly. So the, I try to help him out. I try to get him out there quick. So it starts with that. And then we, I come in and we do breakfast. And Scotland doesn't eat his food very quickly. He likes to stop and run around it and admire it and be proud that he has breakfast. Everyone else is just inhaling their food. So I have to guard Scotland. Oh, look, the sheep are up here. So I have to guard Scotland from Aberdeen and other, you know, she'll try to eat his food. So we get the dogs sorted. I finally have my coffee, some breakfast. It's still dark outside. Kara needs labels for yeah, some of the I'm stuff she's... Yeah, I've already been baking for several hours by the time he gets up. Oh, yeah. Kara gets up <laughs> on a day like this. She gets up almost yesterday. What yeah. time was it this morning? Today I slept in a little bit because I was so exhausted from past week technically it's supposed to be my day oh from baking but it was like quarter to two yeah woke up. see you're listening and you're like oh he gets up at 3 30 now oh my god that's so early nope <laughs> no and then tomorrow it's gonna be like 
12.15, So I can actually finish everything within the... Tomorrow's gonna be... Mondays suck for me. Yeah. They're just terrible. They're long days. She's trying to get me out of the house early enough that I can make the deliveries and get back in time to log into work. It's not... So it's, it's hard. So I have to wake up early for that, but then Monday is also a big prep day because Tuesday is another big day for wholesales. And I gotta do crackers, which kills me, but are worth it because they're delicious, and if you ever had them, they're addicting, and people love them, and I'm gonna keep making them. But it does kill me, so tomorrow is gonna be... It's gonna be hard. Everybody loves the crackers. I love the crackers. That's all I literally So eat. our our morning, it, it starts out early. And once I've got her labels done and, and everything, I, it's time to go out and let the animals out of their houses. I do all that. I cleaned up. Uh, I didn't get the front of house. I got them. But I got the, I, I usually do the duck house. And today I also did the goat house. And... I started doing a few chores that Kara had prepped for me because once farm day starts, I can't do any work. I mean, you can tell yourself that you're going to work while people run around the farm, but it's just the two of us and we got to be able to field this stuff. And <clears throat> people are going to be in the way. They're curious. They want to see what's going on. Uh, and we got to play a host. So no work gets done on farm day. Yeah. Unless you have employees, which we don't. Which we don't. So. But we just don't have enough people. But the the frustrating thing is today was the first day where the ground's been dry long enough that I could drive the tractor back there without leaving giant ruts. Today was the day. And it's farm day, so I couldn't drive the tractor. So we'll see how that shakes out. I need to move that compost. But, you know, once, once we get to close to 10 o'clock, because Kara had advertised 10 to 2, people start to show up. Everybody's really nice. You know, Jessica arrived uh, a little bit early. Um, we got to talk to her a little bit. And then once people were in, we led the goats into the goat yoga area and everything was cool. It was a, it was a good day. We didn't have as much traffic as we did last year, but yeah, I, think, I think it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we had some return people, which is always nice to see. It's good to see familiar faces that enjoy the animals and what we do. And we had people who came in just for the farm shop yeah. because it was Sunday. So we had that too. We have our regular Sunday customers, which is nice. They're probably like, oh, there's extra stuff here today. Yay. <laughs> and there, there are some advantages to farm day because Kara wants to prepare for it so much that we, we do things that are kind of permanent. Like uh, we have a new plastic and metal picnic table. Yeah, I, I meant to put it together weeks ago, of course, because I ordered it weeks ago because it was on sale. I'm like, yes. But did I get to it? No. It was yesterday in the hotness after baking all day, trying to put this stupid <clears throat> thing together. And I couldn't help her because it was my one window of opportunity to mow the grass, like in the front near the road where the goats don't go. I had to mow it because it could rain again at any time. I, I, I need to mow it while it's dry. So I mowed like all the grass. And then I came over and you'd lost um, an acorn nut. Yeah, I call that it came a with a thing. Bolt. So the problem was I went down to this hardware store and got another one. It was fine. Well, 
The problem was when I started building it, all the goats follow me in because they're they were deprived of attention, which I can't blame them because we haven't spent as much time together as I'd like. And so they basically get in the way of everything and destroy the box. They It is extremely they difficult. Heat on some of the pieces. <laughs> Tried to steal the the screws and stuff. They kept throwing that bag around. Like, oh yeah, they're they're definitely gonna <laughs> They chewed up the instructions. Not that they were good anyway. <laughs> but it's like They basically ah. They've they had they haven't had enough human attention from us because of all the weather and everything. And working. And, and working. And, and people haven't visited, so they're it's just And they're smart and they like people and they're they're frustrated. So if you do anything interesting and plus they're curious by nature, so if you do anything interesting, all the goats are up in your stuff. And I've I've made so many comments about boxes of screws that I've got to jealously guard because it Goats will knock them over to see what they are, and they're like, "Oh, well, that's not food at all. What a ripoff!" And I'm like, "Yeah, there's not food. It's my, my box of screws I needed. Now I got to clean it up." You know, so I didn't know they'd harass you that much. Oh my gosh, I'm sure the across the street neighbor was doing something in his garage, and he could hear me yelling, "Don't eat that! Give me that back! <laughs> Stop that!" I'm sure it's like, "What the freak is going on?" So I get done with all the mowing. <laughs> I come over and she's almost done. I mean, it was just like a few adjustments. My hand I, gave up. I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. So it was a few adjustments. I had to go get that replacement acorn nut and then it was fine. Yeah, she taxed her hand. She, she'll run her hand out to the max where she can't use it much anymore. And then we'll both be out doing some chores and she'll still try to do everything in the world with her hand. It's like, just stop. Stop. Let me carry that. Let me do that. You're slow. It's like, well, <laughs> just back up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, it's an issue for sure. I just can't. She can't stop. She's a workaholic, and she can't stop. I want to stop. My mom's always like, I complain that it's just so busy and I'm so tired. She's like, oh, but you love it. I'm like, I love it to a point, but not this point. It's it's just too much sometimes. So. We're, we're going to have to establish capacity and say no to orders well, at some point. Order. It's just something. Some, some limit is going to have to happen. Some change is going to have to happen. Just got to figure it out better. The problem we, is We're still adjusting to the new wholesale schedule, really. If you're sleep deprived, it's really hard to think, which means all the things just kind of snowball and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do anymore. And you yeah, just want to sit in a corner and cry. Because you're focused on staying alert for what you're doing and your ability to multitask and think about other stuff while you're working is just gone because you're so tired. You're just trying to keep working. You're trying to, trying to continue. And it's been super stressful because not only do I have to worry about getting everything out and good – on time, but now I have to worry about making sure I order everything I need ahead of time because of freaking UPS strike, and yep. it's gonna affect FedEx. You know it is. So well, UPS does a 
the Teamsters do a large enough percentage of all the packages, it's going to definitely affect the supply chain. But the bosses are just being jerks about it. I mean, they're. Can you imagine telling a UPS driver, "No, you cannot have an air conditioner in your truck." There's 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 record heat waves going across the country. July was the hottest month in the planet's history since we've been keeping records and estimated in the whole history. Can you imagine all that? People dying. People have died from heat-related causes. In like Phoenix, Arizona, is having serious trouble. I saw a picture of a traffic light the other day where the traffic light actually just melted. Oh the, the, the cover over the red light, those little covers that go over the traffic light, um, it, it, just, it just melted, and you could barely see the red light because it had just folded down over the red light. Uh, and they're concerned that railroad tracks are going to warp and, and the roads are going to have problems. It's, it gets bad. Now, we're in Maine, so it's, we're not getting that kind of heat, but Phoenix, Arizona is. Well, there have been some days. I mean, for Maine, over 90 degrees is too much. It's, oh, and, definitely. And we don't know how to deal with it because we're not used to it. So. We're, we're, we're having record heat waves for Maine, but I'm just saying that the worst, the worst places to be in this heat wave or uh, in the United States would be something like Phoenix, Arizona. The UPS drivers are unable to get air conditioners for the trucks. And, and there's a lot of class solidarity happening uh, with UPS because the, the, full-time, the full-time drivers are actually paid pretty well and they're treated pretty well. But there's a lot of part-timers because the, the company figured the way to save money on payroll is to hire people part-time and basically rip those people off and undercut those people. And that's what they're... From what I understand, that's what the Teamsters are, are fighting to correct. So all we need is for the CEOs to stop trying to sponge up every penny for their yacht and just pay the workers what they need because without the workers, you don't have a company. So it's I, we're, I, we're in support of the union. We're in support of the strike if it happens. But we got to brace ourselves because we, we order a lot of packages. We do. So it's going to be tough for us can't get half the stuff I use local, so I have to order stuff. There's no choice when you run a small business. And that can be avoided if the bosses just do the right thing. So you know, don't don't force the Teamsters to strike. Just do the right thing, pay them their money, fix up their trucks, do what's right. So the point being, I am too tired to figure out what I need to order before this all happens. So I worry I'm going to run out of, say, donut bags, which is on my list to order. (laughs) And then when I start to sit down and look at what I need to order, I usually end up falling asleep, which is not good. It's been bad. (laughs) I normally stay up after her at night. Hold on. There's times... When I, apparently I've hit the order button and I don't remember, and I'm like, and he's like, oh, you have a package arriving. What is it? I'm like, huh, I don't remember. Yeah, she has microsleeps <laughs> and just like, <laughs> but she doesn't order like, 
crazy things. She orders things that she needs that are on her list. Yeah. And does it while half asleep and then forgets that she did it. Luckily, because otherwise I'd be... <laughs> we haven't received like a bouncy castle and then wonder... Oh, that, that would be fun. <laughs> I always wanted one of those, but yeah. You could actually go in there. I don't think they'd let me in there. But the goats would want to go in and they'd probably pop it. Yeah, the hooves are... Yeah. I looked at Kinsale's hooves they today. It's to it's time. Yeah. I got to I gotta take I care of that. It's a it's a to do. There's always always something. The trick to a farm is a schedule. Just just kind of figure out a pattern that works. And you, you know, by the way, Aberdeen is <laughs> He's snoring right in the mic. Is snoring into the mic. So there's that. <laughs> Can't really blame her though. She did escape from me today and chased the bunch of bunch of chickens and ducks she ran all over the back and it's it's like it was my bad because why i was super tired and i was trying to put the leash on her because i thought she would have fun in the back and i missed she got out of it and see the thing is aberdeen sleeps whenever she wants to kara doesn't get to do that <laughs> so it's not that aberdeen was physically faster or smarter is that she actually had enough rest well no she is really fast for yeah but if you if you <laughs> had enough sleep you would not have allowed her the opportunity well no i would have so it's it's just it's thought just, about it a little smarter yeah, and but it's sleep deprivation when you work so hard it's hard to get your head together and there's so much to do so if we could either train her not to chase everyone or train the chickens not to run because just everybody thinks, don't do what your instincts tell you. I know. She thinks it's a game. She thinks they're playing. Right. So it's like a catch twenty two. And there's no catching her. There's a reason we give her uh, her collar has the flash symbol she's on it. She's so fast, and so, she's mostly pug, so she gets heated and she doesn't understand. And she's, it's it really takes hard. her. It ta she's got a little bit of a nose. She doesn't have a total flat pug face, so she's able to run a lot farther before she shuts down than a pug would, which means that she's able to get herself into more trouble. Yeah. But, but, she, but there's no catching her. She's running all over the property, chasing everybody and everything. One of the chickens. Sometimes chickens will do this thing where they they hunker down and. Imagine putting your elbows out. It looks kind of like that. They put their wings out a little bit, uh, but they're still folded. It's like a submissive posture. And when that happens, you can pick them right up and go put them in the nesting box or something. Uh, but it's kind of a submissive kind of pose. And one of the chickens went into that pose, and Aberdeen, Aberdeen stopped and didn't know what to do. Yeah, because, because they weren't running anymore, so she couldn't chase them. So therefore, you're no good to me anymore. So we're not playing. Yeah, so there's we're not worried about Aberdeen attacking anybody. No. It's just she's chasing them thinking it's a fun game, and everybody else is traumatized by it. So it's, yeah. it's bad. But she's out, and she's running all over the property, and it's hot outside. We're like, well, she, the heat's going to shut her down. And it eventually shut her down enough that Kara was able to catch her. Oh, that, that was after... So one of the chickens, apparently she really likes the white fluffy chickens the most. Yeah. One of them went under the duck house because it's not properly 
it's not on a we talked about this before it's not on a gravel pad it's just it's on like four rock stacks it's not great no. And other rocks are stacked up around it, but there's gaps, and you can get under there. It's like rotting and sinking at the same time. It's a hot mess, but there are definitely definitely gaps, and everyone can go under there. The ducks have gone under there, and now the chickens are going under there. It's to escape Aberdeen today. Today, and then, and then Aberdeen went under there. And, and how the hell are we supposed to get her out? She refused to get out because she was obsessed with this one little chicken. So I finally found a hole where I could... You pulled a rock out and made a hole. Yeah, I, I made the hole. You made a <laughs> hole, and the chicken saw it and started to come out. No, and... I grabbed the chicken. Yeah, I know, but, but chick... <laughs> no, you made a hole where the chicken was? Yeah. Okay. And I grabbed I, her. When I came around the corner, you were pulling her out. Yeah, because I grabbed her by her feet because I knew Aberdeen wouldn't come out until the chicken was out, and the chicken wasn't going to leave until Aberdeen left. So it was like, I'm just going to grab this chicken. Right. She was small enough. She's still, she's one of her little ones. So I grabbed her gently and carried her away. And we eventually managed to, Kara, Kara was the one that managed to get a hold of Aberdeen's collar eventually. and Because she runs around in the heat and, and she gets slower. And yeah, she eventually... Like the Energizer Bunny eventually will die out. <laughs> That's not how that commercial works. Well, it's a battery. It's going to die out. It will. It will. But the, the Energizer Bunny oh, yeah. is... But the, nar <laughs> the narrative purpose of that character is that it never stops. But the batteries, they don't last as long as they used to. Have you noticed that? Well, all right. We have rechargeable Energizers. Well, even the And after ones, after a though. number of uses, they are not as good. And I buy, occasionally I buy regular ones for, like, clocks, because I don't want to change them every four we, days. We don't have a lot of new rechargeables. Our rechargeables have been used lots of times yeah. and have been recharged lots of times. <laughs> so all of our rechargeables pretty much are old. They're expensive, though. That's the problem. But we have, we have saved lots of batteries by using rechargeables. So anyway, anyway, the, the Aberdeen had a big day, and now she has chosen to <laughs> snore into the mic. And even though we, po I had posted we were just doing it ten to two. There's always stragglers. There's always going to be stragglers. Right. We got to prepare for that. Because of officially state statewide, it's like what three o'clock nine, nine to three nine to three, and people are going to read the official rules and not read our rules and. It's a risk. Somebody might show up between two and three. Yeah. Which is fine, you know. Uh, I was about... Was, got the sheets off the bed to do laundry. I was about to come downstairs and change, and I saw a couple cars. So I went back out there and gave them the tour. And it's fine. It's totally fine. I don't mind it. It's just... It sounds like we mind it. I know, it sounds but like we don't. We don't. We, here's the thing. We definitely were done with the day and wanted to go back in the house, but we recognized that this family came in good faith, and they just wanted to see some animals, and we get it, so we do it. Well, there were a couple people after them, too. Really? Oh. That's why I was out there. Right. Okay. Yeah, so. At this, this, this all <laughs> happened while I was tearing down the evil orange fence. 
<laughs> no, you were inside at this point. Was I? Okay. But anyway. I was, I was in and out. Yeah. It happens, and it's totally fine. That's what we're here for. Our farm is built to bring people in, so. Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. I was I was carrying that stuff through the house, through the breezeway. Because we're not ever that that uh, loose orange temporary fence that the sheep got caught in. We're never using that again. So I had to gather that up. And it was a to do, breaking all that stuff down in the back and putting it somewhere. Yeah. But now the ducks can do what they do and are happy now. <laughs> now they have the environment that they originally wanted, that they had before. So it's good. So, I meant to do the math on our ducks prior to today, because it is Duckapalooza after all. I just, I didn't have the time. I mean, obviously we have a lot of ducks, but we lost several as well. We just lost one not too long ago, so. But I finally did the math, and I'm sure I told people wrong, but the total of our duck population right now is 48. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But it's all good. They're all content. They get fed. And they're happy-ish. And we love them all. They all have names. Yes. As you, as you know, <laughs> if you're one of the six people that have been listening to this the whole time, <laughs> ducks get fed at night. It's a way to motivate them to get in their house, and also we cannot feed them while the goats are about because the goats will eat all of their food. The goats are greedy. They will eat everything that, that is provided. So yeah. at night, we put the goats away first, and then we feed all the birds, and that means they have water in their house because a duck cannot eat without water. They need to rinse their mouths out, or, or they, they could choke. So they have to have access to it. And they splash around, they make a mess. We have rubber mats to catch the water, we have tubs, we, we do measures to prevent you know, think the house from getting damaged. But you end up with a really humid environment. Yeah, it's ill-advised to do this, but when you don't have a choice, what are you gonna do? So here's the thing, we tried those producer pride duck waters that they've made. One of them was great, and then the rest of them don't fit together. And if you have a bum hand, or if you have any sort of hand issues, arthritis, anything, you cannot close them worth anything. They're and if you have pointless. No, and if you have no hand issues, it is a major effort to open and close them, when it shouldn't be. It really um, shouldn't be this We hard. should describe this. This is... This is basically a plastic dome that fits onto a little tray, and yeah, you yeah. you put it on there and you you screw it clockwise to lock it in, and it's one of those things that uses vacuum to keep the water at a certain level in the little tray, and it's made for ducks because they can't swim in it or walk in it or anything like that, but they can get their beak in their bill into it, and there's enough room for them to get water into their bill so they can rinse their mouth out. Like the little cups surrounding it. It's like one of those chicken waters, which I'm sure, sure all of you have seen. But these 
are a little deeper with their little cups around. You can look it up on Tractor Supply's website. or Yeah, other. Tractor Supply. It's a brand new item this year, and we thought, yay, they finally made something. But no, it's it's no good. The, the problem is the, the molds are not perfect, so some of them will slide together just right, and others won't quite fit. And you have to, and it's you don't have a big handle on either side or anywhere to brace anything, and you need a lot of leverage to turn it and click it into the tray. She yeah. said it all right there. <laughs> you just you need a lot of leverage, and you don't have it, and you don't have any place to do that. And when you, when you've got the 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 dome part filled with water, and you're putting the tray on top of that, the whole thing is upside down. You, you end up clamping your feet around the dome. There's nothing to hold on to. And when you turn the tray, either the entire thing rotates, or if you squeeze hard enough, you can crank it. Or, or maybe it doesn't work and you spill some water. It's, it's, it's just it's basically, I don't know if anyone's ever seen this, or maybe you've experienced it in real life. You know those big watering jugs that you got to, it's like, how heavy are they, like? Five gallons, more than five gallons. Are they the ones we have? No, no, the ones you put on the water dispenser. You gotta like flip oh, it. the to water get cooler. It on there. Yeah. The water cooler. Yeah. Worst design ever, folks. Worst design. Yeah, it's just, it's <laughs> the the problem is they don't they're not consistent with their molds. How do you so flip if, it without spilling all the water? You should. There's a little metal handle on the top of it. So when it's upside down, if you click it in, you can lift the whole thing, grab the metal handle underneath, flip it over, and it's all good. Right? But if it's not clicked in right, all the water falls off on you. So, so everything relies upon the two parts fitting together properly. And if they do, it's awesome, and it's a great product, and you have a great time. If the two parts do not fit together properly, you're fighting it, and it's a pain in the neck, and it's just, why did I buy this? And they're not consistent with the way they manufacture. Yeah. We got one out of how many we get? Three like or four. Six. No, six? There's a lot of them in there. All right. So, well, a couple of them are my fault because I grabbed the wrong bottom tray. <sighs> I grabbed the bottom tray for the feeder for like one or two of them. Dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <sighs> they were over in the same place. I, I thought they were the same, but somebody may have picked one up and restocked. I don't know. But they're not consistent is the problem. So we end up with, with uh, a humid environment in the duck house. It's not ideal. You don't want that. It's bad for the building. I have been using those, what are they called, dry rid bags. Like, I thought about getting these battery... Battery operated. Battery operated dehumidifier. But... They're basically the same thing as these little dry rid, no, what is it? Damp rid? Damp? I don't know the brand, but they're it? basically a little plastic bag you put into a place and there's bits in there that absorb moisture. We use them in the bathrooms as well as our dehumidifiers. So I've been using them in the duck house, which I need to change out, but they work. Uh, They've been. It helps. Absorbing. Oh, everything. That you can do will help this. There's there's no one silver bullet. You just got to do as many things as you can. And if there was electricity in there, we would totally have a dehumidifier in there. 
Yeah, uh, and or we could run an evac fan all well, the time. That would scare them, but no, because we run fans there every night. Well, not the fan, the dehumidifier would scare them. Well, for about four days, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until they get used so. to it. But we we run fans with Ryobi batteries, and that's the least. Even though I've got the windows covered with hardware cloth and everything, there's there's gaps because of the construction of the windowsill, and bugs can still get in. So we put our Ryobi bug zapper in there. Although we need one for the chicken house too. It, it works great. If you ever get the Ryobi bug zapper, a couple of points of advice. I saw a Ryobi video on TikTok that told me about this, and it still didn't get me all the way. <laughs> you twist the thing, take the big green cover off, and basically they've got a little cardboard bit around the UV bulb inside the bug zapper. So you have to take the top off and pull the cardboard off the zapper, and there's a little red sticker that says something like, you know, remove, you know, packaging before using. But what they don't tell you is the red sticker that you may think is a safety sticker and you may leave it there. The thing won't work because that red sticker is over two of the metal connectors that it needs. And it's kind of a way for it to, I mean, I don't know, it doesn't ship with the battery in it. So I don't know why they would cover this, but I had to pull that sticker off and then scrape with my fingernail to get the, all the sticky residue of the sticker off of the metal connectors. And after that, it worked fine. Uh, so do that. Keep in mind, you're going to have to take the cardboard out and off of the bulb, and you're going to have to remove that little red sticker from the metal connectors. Then you'll have a bug zapper. And Seems it, like a thing to do for a little bug zapper. <laughs> but once you do those things, now that you know they exist, you can just take care of it in two seconds and you're fine. But it runs for like, you can set it for two, four, or six hours. If you got one of the thick, I don't know, 18 volt, I think. The regular batteries that you have on like a hand cordless drill, those batteries. If you have like the double thick one that's like four amp hour, uh, six hours in the bug zapper will take... Uh, two out of four. It's like half the battery. It's got four bars on it. It'll take two bars. So we put that in the duck house, and it just starts zapping away. Because there's moisture in there, and bugs come. If you're on a farm, there's going to be bugs no matter what. Because no, you're out in the boonies. No getting away from it. We have the fly papers work really well. The... Fly traps work really well, even though they get really stinky really fast. Yeah, the fly traps are the little plastic bag you buy at Tractor Supply, and you end up hanging them somewhere, and you put water in the bag, it mixes with some chemicals, it attracts flies, and they, they basically crawl into the bag through, through the top plastic part, and they can't get back out. And they just die. Yeah. I've tried these nicer versions of those from a small company they do not work i forget what they're called but that was a waste of money just grab the ones from tractor supply they work and the fly papers work although they're a pain to get up and the goats will put them where the goats won't <laughs> grab them and put them in a place where you're not going <laughs> to lean on the wall because <laughs> they do stick to everything i've had ones Stuck to my hair for a little bit. That was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. It's almost as awesome as a goat <laughs> trying to eat your hair. Oh, that's happened too. Because I've had clumps come out. 
It's like, oh, am I going bald or did a goat just chew up my hair? So. So we, we, we basically are looking at that duck house as a lost cause. We're going to maintain it for another year or two. Eventually, I think we're going to get another 10 by 20 building and put actual stalls into it. And we need a bigger building for them anyway since, you know, there's a lot Five of ducks. billion of them. <laughs> there's more ducks in our farm than there are grains of sand on the beach. <laughs> but they all have names. They all have awesome personalities. Everyone loves them. But it's hard, though. When So going back to our original topic, of course. Farm open day. Farm day. So the problem with having ducks is that kids feel like they should chase the ducks. Even though you say in the beginning, do not chase the animals, they don't like it. Because the kids are the kids are thinking they're gonna pet the ducks. Or they the, follow them and that's the same as chasing them in yeah. a duck's mind. The the goats walk up our goats are are taught that people are fine. So people yeah, are friendly. They're usually Super good, unless there's like some crazed kiddo running around, and then they're like, I'm out. Then they get like scared and like, nope, nope, yeah. too crazy of a situation, I'm gone. But the ducks are not interested in being picked up. Everyone thinks, and, oh, I just want to pet them. Like, you don't, you don't pet ducks. You don't. That's yeah. not how it works. The ducks are nice to look at, they're fun to watch. You don't go petting them. You don't go chasing them. You so some kid, event, inevitably, some kid will walk towards the ducks. They'll walk away. Because they're so cute, right? And I mean, Yeah, like last year there was a kid that just kept walking after them. And he's basically chasing them. But when we say chasing them, it makes it sound aggressive. It was not aggressive. You don't have to run to chase. You yeah, can he was just, just be walking up on them continuously. And, and they constantly have to move and, and change. How do but, you tell a kid this? Thing? Yeah, because the, the little guy loves ducks. He loves them. And he just wants to be close to them. And the, the intentions were pure. Yes. Right? He meant well. He, he just loves ducks. And the ducks are like, who is this guy? You know, so they don't it, like strangers. It was funny. It was a couple of weeks ago we had... Some people over, they wanted to meet Bray Bray, who's like my number one duck, because he's the one we raised inside for a long time. And he was against it. He did not want anybody else in his yard. He just was yelling at me. So, I mean, ducks are weird. Very opinionated. Very opinionated, very loud, very weird. They don't like to be picked up. They don't like to be petted. Except... Right, right. But even though only me, though he won't let anyone else touch him. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a mommy's boy. He won't let Brian touch him, so he's not interested. <laughs> I pet him every day. It's mostly just on his little nose, little pet pets. He doesn't like his back touch, so I just pet his. Little it's nose. basically in the context that the duck has agreed to. Yeah. The there's ducks a, are in charge, basically. There's a there's a pattern that's been established where the duck is cool with these things and not cool with these other things. And for me personally, I don't get too. I mean, I I, I do walk past them and talk to them and stuff sometimes, 
but I need to maintain my bubble. I can direct the ducks from a further distance than Kara because um, I'm basically the bad guy in the group. And yeah, we had mentioned that previously, but it is important that if you have a two-person team, have a bad cop, good cop, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, there are times when Kara cannot get the job done. You need me because I can direct them from a further distance. There's other times where somebody needs to get close. And this is, this is mainly when you're trying to get the ducks into their house. And that's going to be summer because you're going to want to go to bed. If you're, especially people like us that get up early. We're trying to get these birds into bed before sunset. I mean, the sun is the, – the sun basically sets – by the time we're finished with all the birds, we're trying to get in the house. Yeah. So even if you have a set bedtime for everyone, I mean, it's going to change, obviously, because winter gets darker earlier. But during the summer, we try to do a regular time schedule, but they don't like it. And the especially the mallards, who are a little more wild refuse to go to bed on time but lately they've been pretty good and have learned that okay this is the time we go to bed now it's 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 getting there but the thing is but they, sometimes the teenagers lately have been rebellious they they work on the light on how light or dark it is and when you're trying to get them to go to bed when it's still daylight outside they're like what are you talking about it's it's still daylight this is crazy we're not going in there uh, and it can be if, if you go too early because you just want to go to bed I'm going to put them to bed now you'll end up chasing them around so much that you may as well have waited yeah it's you know. it's tiring to think about and there's a sweet spot as the days get shorter where the schedule is perfect because once it's dark enough there's times where we're fighting them and they're not willing to go in the house but okay we're done let's go inside Ooh. Kara's going to get ready for bed, and I'll come back out in a few minutes and check. And if it's dark enough, they'll be waiting outside the house, and they'll go right in if it's dark enough. But I'm tired, too. You know, lately, I normally stay up a, a hour or so after Kara goes to bed, and lately I've been unable to watch a half-hour cartoon so recently, I've just been going to bed at the same time as Kara just to catch up on sleep. And so, we're both exhausted. Yeah, being sleep deprived means you might forget something or neglect something or miss the mark on something, which happened to us the other night. That night before last was so scary. It was. So we had put everyone in bed, and Nas is one of our Welsh Harlequins. Um, she exited, she usually sleeps with the chickens. She exited the building before dinner time, and we're like, we'll get her as soon as we're done with everyone else. We actually saw her. We saw her, and we discussed it, which is the sad part. So we put everyone in bed, and then we just kind of left and totally missed the mark on Nas and forgot. We, we forgot that we had to go back and get her. We just thought, because we had discussed it, maybe we thought we dealt with it, and then I got up at... 
it's like one of those situations where you it's one of the situations where you think the other person might have done it, except you're both standing next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Luckily, I only slept three hours and was up at one o'clock that morning. I'm like, oh my god! So I went out there and I found her. Luckily, thank goodness she was still there and no one got her. She was okay. She was just frightened. I got her into the chicken house before, I mean, I was during work time, but she's more important, so. Basically, Kara woke up at that time because she had to work, and then she yeah. remembered the duck. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, did we put her in her house? So I went out there and checked, and we didn't. She was standing there like, why did you forget about me? Yeah, it's it's really bad. And she's, we also have a vet Zoom appointment for her tomorrow because she has these lumps on her her head. head. We're not sure if it's caused by one of the male ducks or if it's a tumor type thing. We don't know. It popped up practically overnight. Yeah, but they've been there for a few days at this point. Well, it's a more week. than a few days. I feel like it's been over a week. I don't think they're but going away. They it's, haven't gone down. I don't think they've changed. No. But is it? I don't know. We don't know what it's from. So we may. We're doing a Zoom call first because our bird vet is in. I forget what. She's town. near Bangor. It's it's a town. It's like an that's hour and a half away. It's just outside of Bangor, which is yeah, an hour and a half from us. So Zoom call first, but if we need to go in, obviously. But it takes a half day to do all this, if we do. So that's a big chunk, but she's worth it because. It's not, so... It's it's weird. Some people may not think that you do all this for a duck, but we do. I love all my ducks, even but though we've got hates the mallards. <laughs> I don't hate them. They're just the most pain-in-the-ass ducks. They are, but they're coming around. The boys are more social. Although it was funny, there was a couple here earlier, and we were talking about them, and they absolutely loved what we are doing. And... There were two Mallard boys on one side and two Mallard boys behind us. I'm like, oh my, we're like in West Side Story right now. Even though they're all brothers, but they're kind of like sparring off. But they won't actually hurt each other. They'll just snap at each other, basically. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. The first time I saw <laughs> West Side Story, it was on television when I was a kid. If anyone's seen West Side Story, yeah. they don't even know anymore. Oh, they know what West Side Story is. Well, they did do a remake, so there's yeah. that. Our audience is cultured. <laughs> the first time I ever saw it, I was a small child. I was watching regular network TV before the internet. ABC, NBC, CBS, and a UHF channel. That was it. PBS. And PBS, yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't know what the movie was. It was a 1960s movie. Yeah. I didn't know what it was, and the, the two gangs squared off. I'm like, oh, there's going to be a fight. <laughs> and then they just started snapping their fingers at each other. Like, what? what is happening? <laughs> it's classic. I didn't understand that it was a musical. I, I just thought that, I thought they were going to fight, and they were dancing. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what What is happening right now? I mean, I was watching, like... Hong Kong cinema back then. I was watching kung fu movies and Doctor Who and all this other stuff. I, I thought they were. I didn't know anything about West Side Story, mm -hmm. and I, I was like, "What is when you're a jet? You're like, oh, it's a." 
I, I don't even know if I was into musicals at the time. I was into Gene Kelly and stuff, mm-hmm. so I guess I was. But it took me forever to realize it was a musical, because <laughs> and, and, I'd never heard of it. And I just, I just remember sitting there in front of the TV confused, like, why aren't they fighting? That's one of my favorite musicals. Like, like why, aren't, why don't they? And now, as an adult, I look back, yeah, why don't they have a carefully choreographed fight scene with stunt doubles in a musical? Because they perform it every night. It's like, come on. Although we haven't seen the remake, so I don't know what they've done. I don't know. I feel like West Side Story and Romeo and Juliet have been done a thousand times in a thousand different ways. And it's like, if if you've seen one, you've seen them all. I I don't know. I I mean, Romeo and Juliet, yeah. Um, Although... Because the theater major doesn't like Shakespeare. Well, Um, I'm so sick of Shakespeare. He's so... I'm so over it, basically. But. So if I try to quote lines from Macbeth, <laughs> she doesn't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Doesn't want to hear it. You know, the gatekeeper? No. That never. So we should probably wrap up. Yeah. It, we talked about Open Farm Day. It was a success. It was great. It was we met some cool people. As successful as last year. Not a lot of people, but they were nice. They the were we very had. nice, yes. We love people visiting. We do events all year round, so everyone's always welcome. Uh, you can schedule anything too. We do events if you want, like birthday parties or some crazy thing like that. But yeah, I mean, most of the stuff we do is free. But if you want, like a party or something, we gotta charge, obviously. But because there's catering, catering and stuff, and uh, we have to time. Time, yeah. Time is money. Money and is time. most importantly. <laughs> We now have ice cream sandwiches. I know. That is the most important thing. And I'm such a genius for thinking of it. (laughs) And I can do different versions. Like, I know they make a strawberry one. So I could do, like, a lemon cookie with strawberry. Oh, my God. Yes. There is as many combinations as there are cookies that you can make (laughs) and oat leaf ice cream flavors. If we can find it because it hasn't been easy to find, really. But... When we do, there will be some. I will try to make sure there's the freezer is stocked. Well, until then. Bye. Have a have a <laughs> good whatever you're doing. Yes, good whatever you're doing. It's going to be a long week. Bye.